Hello, all my purple people out there. Welcome to the Purple Factor Podcast. You deserve to be whole, mentally, financially, and professionally. And my goal is to help you get as close as possible. My name is Adriana. Some of you might know me from Instagram or YouTube as the Purple Fashionista. And in this weekly podcast, I hope I can serve you with a dose of being you unapologetically, business talk, and topics on plain old being black with the hint of finances and mommy life. It's time to dig deep so that you can find the purple factor. It's not only a spiritual journey, but it's a mental moment, financial liberty, and taking back you wrapped in one. The ride is crazy and it'll have you in tears, but I promise it's worth it. We all deserve the purple factor, so tune in. All right, you guys, and uh, thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening to The Purple Factor. Make sure you are sharing the podcast. You are reviewing us. You are subscribing if this is what you like. Um, the goal is to really be here every week. I'm excited. <laughs> um, today's topic is going to be a little bit of a sticky one to me because it's kind of controversial, right? So... I am, as we all know, single in my 30s, um, and I want to be in a relationship. We've talked about that already. Um, but what I find is, and what I find, a, when I speak to a lot of my friends that are single as well, either we, we kind of swing on a pendulum, right? Either we really want to be in a relationship um, or... Maybe we want to be in a relationship. We don't want to admit that to our friends. And so we're just acting like we don't want to be in a relationship. Wherever you fall in the, the spectrum, right, on that spectrum. And so um, I, want, I want to be in a relationship. Like, I really do. And I have found myself really, really, really questioning the quality of men that I find myself attracting, right? Find myself going on dates with or even finding myself dating. Um, it can be tricky. This this dating thing can be very tricky. <laughs> and so it's extremely difficult when I think a lot more women are authentically ourselves and then a lot more men are still trying to find themselves. And that's just from my experience. When we're talking about um, like being introspective, right? Looking into oneself, what's wrong with me? Um, what I feel like is a lot more women are that way than men. And that may be a societal thing, maybe a family thing. Whatever the case may be, right? I think men grow up with the belief that they're they're perfect, <laughs> right? The woman is going to do for you. <laughs> um, and then for women, it's how can you fix yourself up to be a better woman or a better wife <laughs> for this man who's already perfect? <laughs> and then you get out there and it's the complete opposite because men are not perfect and women are not perfect. But I'm a lot. I'm a lot more 
I'm okay with saying it's my fault or I'm okay. Maturely, right? Because I know a lot of women out there, ain't nothing over your fault, sis. But anyway. So last year, um, this is even before before we end up not having to go on lockdown, right? I was uh, app dating. That's why I call it app dating. I hate app dating. I'm not even going to lie to you. I hate app dating. I hate online dating. Any concept that's not just traditional, I hate it. But last show was app dating, and I met this guy. And we meet up for dinner, and dinner was okay. It wasn't like, he wasn't like, I hate to say this, but he wasn't like everything on my list. Like, if you know me, you know I, I kind of like a tall-ish dude. I'm only 5'2", but I like a dude that's tall. Uh, and I don't mind, like, I like big. I'm going to be honest about big, either in, like, muscle, or he can be, like, kind of on the big side, like, chubby. <laughs> That's the kind of guy I like. Like, I'm all right with a skinny dude, um, but if I have my personal choice, he's in the gym. Or is chubby. Anyway, or just, like, Husky, that's what I mean. Not chubby, but like husky. Like just bigger than life, I guess. Anyway, um, so this guy was the complete opposite, right? Short guy, uh, doesn't go to the gym. Um, just kind of the opposite, even in looks wise, what I go for in looks wise, right? So I'm thinking, I'm just gonna throw caution to the wind. I'm just gonna do, and I'm gonna uh, you know, this could be my husband. Oh, no. You know, everything that we want is not necessarily for us, right? That tall, husky, or muscular dude might not be for me. I might be looking for the wrong dude. So, um, I date this fellow. <laughs> and um, everything seems to go well, but I, I noticed, like, early on, like, he's a pleaser. Which is nothing wrong with the pleaser, but I'm also um, a very aggressive, outspoken, independent woman, right? We've talked about the independent woman and, and how bad she sucks sometimes, but that's me, okay? And so when we're when I'm talking about pleasing, I mean, like, every now and then I'm okay with the man telling me to shut the fuck up. Like, you're doing too much talk. Be quiet. All right? Or looking over at me and being like, all right, now, you know, went too far. <laughs> Even though he knows it's, it's going to, the impact going to be very small, I'm more liable to listen. Right? And so, we date for, ooh, like a month or two months. And we follow each other on social media, like Facebook and Instagram, whatever. And I turn around, and it's my Facebook. I'm going to do whatever I want with my Facebook. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, then you know a lot of stuff is liable to pop up on the book. I don't care who on there. I follow my mom on there. I follow my daddy on there. I just don't care. My grandma is on Facebook. <laughs> and I can't be upset with what they're I'm grown. Right? If you don't like what I post, the unfollow button is a click away. <laughs> and I mean that. The unfollow is a click away. 
You ain't got to be my friend nowhere. Right? And so I turn around and I post this. Um, it was a video of a man doing like, in, anyway, it was a really raunchy post. That's what I'm going to say. It was a raunchy post. And this guy, well, the, you know, at the time, my 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 boyfriend, I guess I call him my boyfriend, the guy I'm dating, is on Instagram. I mean, on Facebook, and he calls me, and it's all in a tizzy, y'all, all in a tizzy, about me posting this on Facebook. So I'm like, wait a minute, the last time I checked, <laughs> that my I paid a phone bill, I paid an internet bill. That's my account, right? I post whatever I feel like it. And so what I realized shortly after that was this particular person had some self-issues, some issues with himself that manifested themselves into this insecure, very um, emotionally abusive. And it's not abusive is such a strong word. I don't mean emotional abuse is like, you know, calling me names. Where it was just one of those, it was turning into a toxic situation emotionally, right? So we went through a whole big ordeal about how I should respect him and um, do I not care what people think? And I'm a teacher, so I shouldn't be posting, yada, yada, yada. And although I understood where he was coming from at the end of the day, please understand, I'm still grown. We're not married. And even if we was married, my husband would understand the joke in the post anyway. Right? I don't really think he would have been offended. Because knowing me, it's like, oh, she good for some shit like that. Right? And so anyway, I we take a break, like a month break, I think. And then after the month break, we kind of like start back seeing each other. And I can't say that I thought that it was going to go away per se, right? But I'm thinking like, oh, it's been a month. You know, he understands that there's work on himself that needs to occur. We're going to do better this time. Now, we've already talked about I don't go back. So my ass shouldn't have never went back. That's what it is. But I did. And so when I went back or whatever, everything seemed good. We went on a trip. We came back for my homegirl birthday. We we went out to eat. Me and him went out to eat. And then we met up with my homegirl and another one of my homegirl at Insomnia Thinky. Shout out to Insomnia because I love Insomnia Thinky. <laughs> the snickerdoodle is on point. <laughs> but anyway, we went to Insomnia Cookie. We sat outside Insomnia Cookie. And at the time, I had like these long purple braids, I think, or uh, ombre purple braids. They were braids, individual braids. It's my summer style, right? So as I'm sitting there, we talking or whatever, and I can see a dude in the line staring me down, like looking. I'm pretty sure he tried to make eye contact. I'm just really ignoring this person. And I look up and... He's like, oh, I like your hair. Well, he ended up going in and coming out of the insomnia cookie on his way out. Mind you, we're like standing in a four square. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. We're standing in the four square. And the guy that walked out was like, you know, hey, can I talk to you? Whatever. I'm like, no, I'm good. 
And the guy that, you know, I'm with, whatever, is like, no, she good. And to this day, my, my homegirl finds this story hilarious at, at the time. Well, hell, now it's still hilarious. I'm still, I still laugh about it now. Right? So, I didn't realize, well, no, I, not that I didn't realize, but I had a feeling there was going to be an issue with the interaction. Even though I said no, it was not like I gave old boy my number, none of that, right? But I just kind of felt there was going to be an issue. So we, we're sitting there or whatever, and he gets ready. He's ready to go. So we get in a car, come on home or whatever, and we land there, and he turns around. He says, do you think I'm a joke? And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, what more do you want from me? Where's Tyrese? <laughs> And so, long story short, I don't, I don't say it. Long story short, but what it turned out being was there was an insecurity in him that manifested in making me feel like I had to like tone down who I was. I'm an overly sexual black woman. I had told him months prior that, um, although I'm single, right? I also, I don't even know if I can say this on podcast, but. Also, uh, claim or or diagnose myself with a particular syndrome, in where I'm a very nice looking woman. Like when you look at me, you know, I'm not bad to look at. I don't have like I'm, I'm in okay shape. I can't say like it's great, but I'm in okay shape, right? And a lot of people would classify me, I guess, as curvy, even though in my eyes it's just skinny. Well, after I'm not skinny now. I'm probably more fluff now. After after lockdown, but anyway, so I did let him know that I, instances like that happen a lot at the grocery store at anywhere. Right, I'm liable to be approached by a guy that wants my phone number. It it happens, and so I put him on notice, whatever, and it's it's still in mind. And so I'm realizing, like, oh, that's a red flag. That's a that's a flag on a play. And so after that time, I just was like, it's just it's time. It's best for us to not be together. Not be together. Not. I can still be your friend. I'm okay with being here in a friend capacity, but I can't be here for you in that manner of being with your girlfriend. To me, it was a cycle, and I don't want. Once I've been through the cycle once. You take me through it again with some more. I'm good. Right? So I say all that to say there were red flags, and I always say this. There are red flags in every relationship that we ignore for the sake of being with a person. Right? Whether that be for the kids, whether that be for ourselves, whether that be for someone else, there are red flags in every relationship. What we tend to do is ignore those red flags. And so today we're just going to talk about those dating and then being able to navigate in the dating space. Because truth be told, I have a homeboy who was like, you just date for fun and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't got time for that. It's time consuming. Because at the same time, you're going to want to be the only one. You can't be the only one where you okay with just dating for fun. I'm be dating for fun five of y'all. 
I promise you. And it's not that I'm sharing my body with five different men. It is that five different men are taking me out, five different men are entertaining me, and five different men are maybe buying and or showing me my work, whatever the case may be. That's going to be five of y'all. And you're going to be upset that there's five of y'all when you just dating for fun in the first place. You can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> I'm not going to be exclusively dating you for fun. I can't do it. So I'm going to talk about some things that I think are very important in terms of dating, what to look for, what not to look for, things that, you know, when they show themselves, sis, is you even ready for that? Is that what you want? So the first thing is negotiables. It's important that when we're talking about dating, we're we're discussing the negotiables, right? Determine what you can and cannot live without. If you're okay with a man that works 80 hours a week, sis, date him. But if you are not, then reevaluate, right? I might be okay with it. I might not be okay with it, whatever. These are things that's negotiable. Maybe I come into the relationship saying 80 hours is, is too much for me. But then when I get into that eight-hour relationship and I realize you at least making an hour of for me a day, or the weekends is my time, or whatever the case may be, then I might be all right with that negotiable. It's a negotiable, right? It's a compromise. These are what we compromise on. But it can't be, the negotiable can't be you don't like him working 80 hours a week, but you're going to stay with him, but then you complain about him working 80 hours a week. Since either you're going to be okay with the 80 hours, you're not going to be okay with the 80 hours. You need to make that decision. And you can't then argue with him about working that 80 hours a week. He was working 80 hours a week before he got you. You thought when you came in, he going to cut down on 80 hours a week? No. Not if that man got goals or things he got to do that requires that 80 hours. If, and then if, he, he, if he's not making time for you, then he definitely might not be the one. And I get dating for fun in that instance. Maybe... You know, at the end of the day, y'all come together, y'all do whatever, whoop the whoop. This your dinner, you're a dinner dude. And he takes you up on dinner for the time that you do get. Live life, shorty. But you cannot be upset with this man because on your list, you listed that as a negotiable, but you're not really willing to negotiate with even with yourself. <laughs> you ain't even got the it's not even a negotiation with somebody. It's a negotiation with yourself, right? I remember when I was dating and I wanted to be taken on relationships and I would say something about that. And to me, um, dating is, is um, what I'll say is that I can't live without. That's, that's, a, that's a non-negotiable, right? Um, it's the next topic. It's a deal breaker. And after realizing that that person just wasn't going to take me out, I mean, there's no point in us being together. I'm okay with taking you out on dates. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with spending money, whatever. But I'm not going to take you out on all the dates. Who's the man in the relationship? Right? I'm just, I'm not one of these women that expect you to take me on all the dates. Um, I do every, every now and then, especially if I find a man that's, that's, that I value and that is worth it. I don't mind taking you out. Right? The next one is a deal breaker. If it's a thing you can't live without, 
It's a, it's a non-negotiable. It's a deal breaker. It just is what it is. If it's one of those things that when it breaks down, I just can't live without, it's a no. For me, the list of things that are deal breakers is not terribly long, but it's very important to me. In that relationship last year, when that guy comes in, he's very insecure. My man has to be secure. Has to be secure. Because in any instance, when we out, please understand that you are not the only one that wants your significant other. Not even your woman, your significant other. There are 20 other people <laughs> that might want that significant other based off of what they look like. They don't even know that person. But he or she is very attractive, and I want that, right? And they don't care if you standing right there beside or they're going to get their chance when that person goes to the bathroom, whatever the case may be. I can't take nobody that's insecure. It's not, no. Not to mention, um, I spent a lot of time being insecure myself, right? I've talked about that. I spent a lot of time being insecure myself and then had to work myself up to even thinking that I'm attractive and worthy of, you know, what I what I deserve, right? And so knowing what's a deal breaker for you is very important. If consistency is a deal breaker, if you like to talk to him and he only only makes time for you one day a week, well, shit, it don't really sound like you getting what you want. You need to decide, is, is that a deal breaker, is it negotiable? Because at the end of the day, what we like to do, a lot of deal breakers, right? And I've had friends tell me this, oh, if he do it again, I'm just not going to. It ain't no do it again since he done did it 10 times. It ain't like the first time you done told me about it. I know it ain't the first time it done happened. So I think about it, we'll make deal breakers. We'll, 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 it's fluid, right? It's real fluid. We'll go back and forth for deal breakers being negotiables or deal breakers. And a lot of times we'll make our deal breakers negotiables just to be with the person. But then when they do the, 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 the almost cursed. <laughs> when they do the things that we have determined to be a deal breaker, but we've moved into the negotiable zone. When they do that thing, now we upset about it. We'll tell our homegirl about it 10 different times and expect her to listen all 10 times. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not their friend that's going to listen to you after you done told me the 10th time that a man done did something to you. It sounds like you like it. I don't, maybe it's me, but it sounds like that's what you're into. And so you need to shut up. And I'm being dead ass serious. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, I'm here as a friend, but what I'm not going to do is enable you to be in this bad relationship or what you have deemed to be bad relationship. And if it's the case where it's not bad because some relationships, let's be honest, some people will, have, will paint the picture of a relationship and they'll paint the picture and it's a, it's a very bad picture, but the relationship don't look like that at all. Just don't, don't, don't talk to me at all. Okay. Um, so if it's just kind of difficult because then you, it's, we all doing like what I call the chili factor, which is making this list 
And sometimes the list is high standard-ish, right? There are a lot of things that we require of a man or that we want from a man that may seem outlandish, and that can be. Um, but be realistic, right? You're Be realistic. Everybody ain't going to be what you want all the time. It's just, it's, un, it's, it's not a thing. They're not going to be what you want all the time. Everybody's not going to be for you. And some of those people are going to follow right in those negotiables. And you got some dudes that's going to, or some women, significant going to fall right into the deal breaker category. They're going to fall into the deal breaker category. So whether or not you're going to deal with that deal breaker, that is solely up to you. But you can't decide to live with the deal breaker. And then the deal breaker ultimately is five years down the road. You run around talking about, oh, you wasted my time. No, ma'am, he showed you the deal breaker in month six. You the one said, oh, I'm going to make it a negotiable today. And then when he did it a month later, oh, I'm gonna keep, it's going to be a negotiable. Even though you know that's not what you want, right? A dude cheating on you, to me, is a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. I don't care. There's no second chances. Whatever. But some of y'all will. That And that's a huge deal breaker for me. Some of y'all will take that deal breaker and then make it a negotiable. Of your own free will. It's a negotiable. So that when he cheats on you the first time, oh, it's okay. He says sorry. He does the second time. He says sorry and bought me flowers. He does it the third time, he, the fourth time, the fifth time. It sounds like you are okay with that negotiable because that's what you turned it into. It's no longer a deal breaker if you allow it to occur consistently. You are consistently letting this man cheat on you. It sounds like you're okay with it. It doesn't seem like something that, you know, you... It's an end-all, be-all. And for me, cheating is an end-all, be-all, right? I wouldn't cheat on my spouse. I don't want my spouse to cheat on me. But in the event that he does, I, I'm not working shit out for no kid. No. At that point, you fuck your people. Period. Um, and then the next thing you need to do is to implement those into your dating routine. First of all, I will say this. I'm okay with dating for fun, um, but I also am a big supporter of serial dating. And serial dating is just that, dating multiple people at one time to see who fits best. I say that because if I'm going, I would prefer to spend six months with five people dating those five people than spend six months with one person who's dating for fun. At the end, I can kind of weed out in that six months, those five people who's not going to be there. So here, month two, three of them might drop off and there might be two left. Right? I don't know it's a lot of controversy about that because people say that, well, when you're splitting your energies, right, splitting energies, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm open with people, so if I'm dating more than one person, they're all going to know. Everybody's going to know who that I'm dating. Please rest assured I'm dating around whatever the case may be. Now, that does not stop me from wanting to get to know you and vice versa. It doesn't stop me from making plans with you. It doesn't stop any of that. It also doesn't, might not necessarily mean that I'm I'm forming an emotional bond with all of those people. 
right? Because I'm going to tell you right now, in the honeymoon phase, which to me is that first six months or so, a lot of things are going to show themselves in all five of those people, right? So serial dating can be very controversial, and I get it. I get it, right? Um, spreading yourself too thin, watering all your pots, all of that good stuff. I get it. But I'm not going to spend six months with a person that's dating me for fun. I've been there too, and I ended up hurt because I didn't know it was dating for fun until the end when that person, the fun was up for that person. And if that's the case, say that, right? This person had me thinking it was exclusive. It's just me and him. So when a person says something like, oh, I'm just, I'm not doing anything with anybody else but you or whatever the case may be, um, we're exclusively dating, right? Then don't come to me months later talking about, oh, it was for fun and I'm done now. <laughs> it's a no for me. You know how many people I could have taken me on dates, how many people I could have entertained in that time frame to decide if they wanted to date me seriously. Um but that uh, the honeymoon phase, right? You can still date a person. And I think we also we're in a microwave society. It's just Meet, date, sex within a month. And that's problematic. Because if, I, if I've only known you for a month and we've only went on one day, how the hell do I know if you're going to make it 30 years? I don't. <laughs> I just don't. Right? And so when, in, in talking about dating as well, so you want to put these negotiables, I would, I'm a, I, Make a list. Make a list. Make the damn list. Know what you want. Know what you don't want. If it's a physical thing, it's okay to be shallow. I'm going to say that. It's, it's definitely okay to be shallow. But also, we want to be mindful that looks don't necessarily make a person a good person. This is why they look good. Don't make them a good person. The attractive person may cheat on you. The unattractive person may cheat on you as well. Because being unattractive doesn't mean you're more faithful. I've, I've seen some things to where I'm like, y'all fighting over that? <laughs> on both sides of the scale. Y'all fighting over that? Dead ass. It's on both sides of the scale. So then being mindful that it's okay to have that list, but then also to make those negotiables or deal breakers, what you want, manifest it, speak what you want into the universe, allow the universe to bring it to you. But be patient. I'm learning a big, big, big lesson in patience. Right? Um, being impatient has got me in a lot of uh, different situations, life-altering situations because I was impatient. But it's, that's important that we turn around, make that list, know our negotiables, know our deal breakers, but be flexible as well. Even in deal breakers, 
Because your deal breaker might be unrealistic. Ma'am, he can't dedicate 10 hours a day to you. He can't, that's not, he ain't, he can't do that. Not in dating. It's just, un, it's unrealistic. He cannot give you 10 hours of his day when the man work eight hours a day or 10 hours a day. It's just unrealistic. Be realistic. Right? Deal breakers are not meant to be um, just so stringent to where you, you have limited your dating pool to one in a million. Right? The, the list is so long. It's so extensive that this you really have to come on a stroke of luck to find this. I'm sure any married couple will tell you there are a lot of things in the negotiables and the deal breakers list that they've had to compromise with. Even deal breakers have to be compromised with because some of those are unrealistic. And then you have to be kind of introspective. Be you from the start, but be introspective. So bring in the authentic you. Be that, if you that strong, independent woman, be that strong, independent woman. The thing about it is growth, if, if, the, if the purpose is or the, you're meant for this person, you are going to grow with that person, which means there's a chance that you may become less independent so that he can be more of who he needs to be in that relationship. Right? But you can't also cut that man off, make decisions for that man, and basically emasculate that man either. And same for women. You can't turn around and then make her feel like less of a woman just because you need to feel like the boss. It's unnecessary. So be you, but be introspective. And we've talked about, I've talked about being introspective before because it's important in life to know what your flaws are or to know um, how you come off to people. For a long time, I just didn't know how I came off to people. And now I understand that it can be a little aggressive. It can be a little harsh. It can be a little yada, 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 right? So when I approach people, it's a growth thing. I'm growing. I'm growing into a, a more, a softer woman. Because I'm not that soft woman. I'm not her. And so um, just just understanding who you are, understanding what you want, but also understanding the, what somebody else is going to get from you, right? If you get with this person and within that six months, they tell you they into X, Y, and Z, you might not be into X, Y, and Z. There's no purpose in wasting, and I call it wasting that purpose time, wasting that person's time, sorry. There's no point in wasting that person's time. Because you already know X, Y, and Z ain't for you. However, if X, Y, and Z is okay, then it's okay. It's a negotiable. I can live with X, Y, and Z. I may not like it, but I can live with it. Right? And we also have to realize when we talk about negotiables and deal breakers that we are not the only one that have them. We are not the only, you are not going to be the only one that has a list of things that you like or don't like. You are also not going to be the one that has a list of things that you can't live without or you absolutely must have. You are not the only one. The person that you're dating does too. We are dating people. We are not dating robots. 
We are not dating people made for us. We are dating people, which means they may not always have everything that we're looking for and vice versa. I may not be everything you need. Not today. So give me time. Maybe it's not meant for us to be together right now. Be patient. Right? And the last thing in dating, even in dating, is even probably more important in dating. I just think it's important in general. In friendships, dating, relationships, workshops, whatever the case may be. Communication. I'm such a huge person on communication that it one communication is a deal breaker for me. It really is. If we can't communicate, there's no way for us to effectively do that. There's no we are not going to make it. I'm sorry. We're not gonna make it. But communication is key. For instance, when I had that situation with that person that at the end of it, it was dating for fun. Have I known that from the beginning? Would I have been so pissed at the end? Absolutely not. Because I would have known the whole time. It's just, we're dating for fun. And any moment now, you or I will go off and find somebody that fits the list. But the communication was... And I can't say it was a breakdown, but I think people do and they say things to give a certain per, uh, perception, to give a, per, per, a certain view. And that's not fair to another person that you have sucked in emotionally, that you have sucked in mentally, that you have sucked in physically. You owe it to that person to be a communicator to that person. If the goal is not to marry this person, that's fine, but do they know that if you are aware that marriage is their end game? Why then stand around and say, I'm just going to keep this person hanging around? No, it's selfish. It's selfish. Let that man or woman go off and find a person that's made for her. If you are not the one that's going to marry her, right? And she, that person will hurt. I'm not going to lie. They will hurt. But it's going to be a lot less hurt than if you let that carry on for two years. And then all of a sudden, it's like, she realized or he realized this person's never going to want to marry me. They're never going to want to be with me for real. This is not the terminal relationship that I wanted. It's going to hurt a lot more then. So do the favor now. I prefer someone say, this is what it is, and that's all it's going to ever be, or there's a chance for more, or whatever the case may be, right? I just am, I don't like, it becomes a waste of time to me, and I'm going to say this, it becomes a waste of time to me in dating when the communication isn't clear, and you had me thinking one thing. Because that was, that was ultimately, that's what you wanted. That's the perception you wanted to have. You wanted me to think you wanted forever. You wanted me to think you wanted kids with me. You wanted me to think you wanted to grow together. You wanted me to think that. So then you told me things and you did things so that I would think that. 
without taking into consideration my emotional state, my mental state, my physical state, where I wanted to be relationship-wise. It was all about what you wanted. So that you gave the perception of what you thought would trick me into being with you for that duration of time. So you got finished. I think that when we are uh, discussing just negotiables and deal breakers in general, flexibility is always key. Flexibility is key in dating. Again, the person that is made for you might not be the person that is immediately you're immediately attracted to that you immediately like you may dislike that person very much in the beginning like this negro is annoying he is this he is that whatever the case may be but then becoming friends with that person and then being with that person and saying oh he's really not that bad right and then falling in love with that person and then wanting to spend forever with that person it's a process, and I, I, I now am at the mindset to where I understand that mindset, that it's a process. Dating and marriage and relationships are not that quick, 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 quick. It's just going to happen tomorrow. I've already always said in my next relationship, whenever that may be, because I'm, I'm on hiatus, but whenever that may be, that I want to be friends with that person first. I want to go out with that person. I want to start that conversation of being friends. We don't even have, ever have to talk about being in a relationship, right, until we both feel like that's where we're going to go. And I think that is better than even serial dating, just having multiple male friends who you spend a lot of time with. Because I do have one friend who views me in a sexual manner, but to me he's just a friend. And I'm not going to have you thinking anything else outside of just being a friend to me. We have had in-depth conversations relationship-wise. So I know you in a relationship manner, all that. I, it just doesn't interest me. You are a friend to me. And so I think when we're talking about dating, being friends with that person is key. Don't start out dating. Start out just being a friend, whatever the case may be. And so for a quick recap, we are talking about dating. And in dating, we want to make a list. <laughs> make the damn list, okay? But be flexible, right? Create a list of negotiables that you are, you're willing to compromise on. Then create deal breakers things that you will not or cannot live without um, or can't live with. And then once you implement those into your daily routine, be mindful of the honeymoon phase. And then be you from the start, but also understand that you have flaws and that that person is, is, is willing to take those flaws to spend time with you. Because, in all honesty, there may be a, you may be, you may fall into a deal breaker or negotiable. Um, or you may fall into a deal breaker that they're willing to make a negotiable for you because you're worth it. But be introspective that you already know that that deal breaker exists. And then communication is key. Even in communicating, I don't think it's a bad thing to tell a person 
some of those, you know, not not necessarily this is what I want, we don't want that, but just having a conversation of deal breakers in general and negotiables. I think it's a very important conversation to have, but communication is key. What are you willing to, how far are we going to go? What is what is going on, right? I know we're doing this, but do we have to? I think then the, the most important thing after that, the last thing, the very most important thing, which should be at the top of the list, is be friends with that person first. Right? If you've known this person for two years and there's a romantic aspect there or there's an intimate part there or there's something that you feel like you want to take it to the next level, maybe y'all should have that conversation. Maybe friends might not be where you're meant to be in this in this realm of life. Maybe you're meant to be soulmates. Who knows? Um, so that's it, right? We I think dating and this won't be the first episode on dating. Dating is just so extensive because it's not just creating a list and living by a list. Even those negotiables and those deal breakers, they must be broken down to what is what is a negotiable? Like, what does that look like? Because I'm going to be honest, a negotiable for me may be a deal breaker for you and vice versa. Right? And then what we, what we define negotiables and deal breakers as may be two separate things as well. But that's it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, you can always follow me on Instagram at the Purple Podcast. I mean, the Purple Factor Podcast, sorry. The Purple Factor Podcast, that's the podcast. You can follow me personally at the Purple Fashionista on Instagram, and you can even get a, a view in my life on YouTube at the Purple Fashionista as well. Leave me a review. Subscribe if you haven't already. I'm here typically every week. I, I try to be anyway. And then um, share the podcast with a friend. If you know somebody that's gonna that can use this information, share the podcast. Until next time. Deion Sanders once said, "If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good." Now, I'm sure he is definitely referring to sports, but I'm talking about clothes, okay? Aziri.com dresses the boss in us all, all right? Their motto is, when you look like a boss, you feel like a boss. With their eye-catching colors, patterns, prints, and textures, Aziri helps clients serve style and deals in the boardroom. Shop www.aziri.com, that's www.aziri.com. A-Z-Y-R-I dot com today to dress the boss in you. Use code the purple factor and save 10% on your order. I am the Purple Fashionista and this has been the Purple Factor. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you got a lot of information from this week's podcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram, that is at The Purple Factor. If you want to follow me on Instagram to follow my daily life, that is up to you. That is at The Professionista on all social media platforms like TikTok, 
Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. The only one that I'm really on is the Instagram. Um, so that is Instagram at the Purple Fashionista or at the Purple Factor. This has been amazing. I will see you guys next time.